Okay, okay so yeah. this is our final podcast. I'm Peter Kramer. I'm William Harai. I'm Jason Long. I'm Anthony Tomasovich. I'm Jonah Jones. I'm Jack Bowen. Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about talking about is the thematic word of the year, integrity. So the question is, where do we see examples of integrity in this year's reading, name at least two texts? Um, so does anyone have any input? Jonah, do you have any input on this? Um, so for me, I saw the most integrity in, um, I'd say, probably... Uh, Probably Macbeth and Elon Musk, if I'm being honest, because uh, um, in Elon Musk, uh, Elon really goes into his work like with no like poor attitude, and he goes in, you know, head up, just all all for the risks, and he you know keeps his head up and keeps his integrity going. And I also think in Macbeth that um, you know. Uh, going through all of the tragedies and adversities, or ad, yeah, adversities in the uh, novel, I really think that it's really hard to keep integrity. Yet, uh, some most of the characters in that book, or honestly, just some, especially Macbeth, probably kept uh, his integrity. So, yeah, that's my input. Wait, Macbeth kept his integrity? Did he? I I, I thought so. Um, can you explain? Uh, actually, you know, never mind. Um, oh, unless you want to explain, can you? I thought so because it, this is just the way I look at it because there was so much tragedy in that book, at least from what I, like, you know, I think. So, I mean. So, like, that's just, he's being true to the way that he's always been giving into his temptations, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to put it, actually. Thank you for putting it that way. Made me understand my own saying better. Thank you. Okay. Okay, thanks, William and Jonah. Do you have anything to add on, Anthony? Um, I was just thinking that where I saw the most integrity was in um, Lord of the Flies when Ralph tried to convince other boys that they killed Simon it would have been a lot easier just to forget about and not realize that, but he wanted to hold them accountable for what they did. Um, I actually beg to differ in Lord of the Flies, I think. See, Ralph actually gave in to the temptations anyways. To, like, I mean, yeah, he's more responsible than Jack for wanting to uh, you know, take accountability, but I think Simon, the one killed, actually probably is the bigger example of integrity. Um, because he stays true to his kind nature while not straying too far um, past the path of a civilized human throughout the entirety of the duration he's present in the book. And I think his faith in God is the main reason as to why he's kept so grounded and is able to retain his humanity. Well, you know, all the other boys just gave in to their animalistic instincts and ultimately go wild. Even Ralph, as Anthony mentioned. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Simon is probably the biggest standout exception. And I think parallels between Simon and Jesus Christ can be drawn, right? Like, both are depicted as the pinnacles of 
of integrity in their text. Um, and similar to Jesus in the Bible, similarly, Simon is portrayed as a person who is unwaveringly adamant about what he believes or actually what he rather knows to be the right path. And both end up dying as a result of this. And I wrote a good quote here. Their integrity is a stark contrast to the sins of those around them. I'd have to definitely agree with that, William. Um, uh, for I'd say the book that had the least amount of integrity in it would be Catcher in the Rye and Holden, because Holden is definitely an untrustworthy narrator. For example, when he says that Mr. Antolini touched him inappropriately, I do not think that that's actually what happened. I think that it's just a loss of integrity and he's not being honest with the reader. I definitely agree that Holden had the least amount of integrity. I mean, it's really clear throughout the book uh, that that's true and there's nothing else you could, no, no other books really where there's that little amount of integrity where he's openly, op- openly honest about how low his integrity is and how much he lies and stuff. Um, Jack, actually, do you think perhaps it is a sign of integrity for like Holden to be re- so revealing about his true nature? I think in a sense it is, but I definitely agree with all you guys in the, on the fact that, uh, you know, Holden is, um, well, he's a good counterexample to integrity. It's always someone else's fault with him. Yeah, so. I mean, he's honest about how he is, but I think integrity is a little bit different than honesty about being. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get it. Thanks, William and Jack. Jason, would you like to add anything? Uh, yeah, so one example I thought was a good example of integrity was Nate in One of Us is Lying because he's kind of had this, like, stereotype and reputation as being, like, a... He was, like, a drug dealer, so everyone thought, like, lower of him. But then once he was involved in, like, a his investigation, he, like, really helped him out, and then he helped the group bond, and then at the, like, the last parts of the book, he even, like, didn't want to get with a girl he liked, Bronwyn, because... She, uh, he thought that she deserved someone better than him. Okay, I'd say stop it right there. Okay, so first we're going to be talking about how do our relationships with others inform our choices, why do relationships matter, and to what extent does trauma and our adversity define us. For this, I said how do our relationships with others inform our choices I said we see this in Catcher in the Rye when Holden and uh, Stradladder were best friends until they got into a fight, and that caused Holden to run away all the way to New York. Um, Do you have anything to add to this, Jack? Uh, Yeah, so I definitely see um, how relationships affect people, but in a different way in the book Hillbilly Elegy. In, In Hillbilly Elegy, JD is affected by relationships through trauma and tragedy, he sees his family members and his friends going down these horrible paths and getting in trouble with drugs and other things um, equally as bad, and he does not want to go down that path. So he uses that tragedy to motivate himself to um, do better on his own without these negative influences or eliminating these negative influences around him. Thanks, Jack. Would you like to add something, Jason? Uh, Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, Jack, but I think also one of his most important relationships was his relationship with his grandparents, because after he moved in with them, his 
like his grades started improving and he, his overall life, I think he's had a more positive influence, which I think helped him get through law school and become successful. Thanks, Jason. Do you have anything to add, William? Um, generally, I think that um, the severity of one's struggles really has to do with our own individual perception of the situation. Um, take, for example, Holden near the end of Catcher on the Rye, when uh, it's a good example of his fight to preserve innocence, right? He gets really upset when he sees the obscene language scribbled on the walls, and he, to the point where he pictures himself killing someone um, because of it. Now, to us, that's probably something relatively minor, but to him, it's part, it's a part of an ongoing war, right? And yeah, personally, I think a lot of it is down to perception. And Holden and JD came from different circumstances. Holden had it so much better, yet Holden seems mentally a lot worse. Thanks, William. Do, would you like to add anything, Anthony? Yeah, I think unlike J.D. Salinger, who went to World War II and saw some of the worst tragedy that ever happened, Holden, just only the only thing he ever faced was his brother's death. So he, after that, he had like nothing to go off of and he didn't have any real goals in life, like unlike J.D. Vance. Thanks, Anthony. Would you like to add anything, Jonah? Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually saw this, like, just for a judgmental and judgy personality. So, he's all, throughout the novel of Catcher of the Rye, he's been super judgy to people. And, you know, like uh, William mentioned earlier, uh, he's, you know, everything's a problem with somebody else, not himself. And uh, as soon as I saw him in the novel hanging out with his... Uh, sister Phoebe a lot more. I think he actually really started to like, um, you know, choose, you know, better things to do, think better, you know, and what I mean by that, he's just, you know, became an overall better person. That's what I saw out of Catcher in the Rye. Okay, so this is the end of our podcast. We unfortunately did not have enough time to get to every topic, but we covered as much as we could. Thank you.